All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault behind the vault door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me tonight, none other than my co-host. Yes, sir. Coach Nick is joining me this evening, folks. And, uh, you know, lots gone on in the news lately I want to cover with you. But first, uh, let's start off by telling uh, these fine people. How is it you came to be uh, a co-host on this on this fine podcast how well simply you asked i know you know why because i think it's brilliant listening to you speak is always a lot of fun (laughs) i did i did not pay him a dime Mm. to say any of that Mm. no 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 i i think it's important that people understand right how much uh we appreciate you here at the canadian gun vault quite frankly uh i was thrilled when I realized that, you know, people probably didn't want to listen to me talking all the time and, <laughs> they, and that, you know, there was, there was indeed a possibility that you would have something very valuable to offer, you know, an objective opinion. I can always trust uh, the things coming out of your mouth. You, you tell me like it is, uh, you know, almost no filter at times. Yeah. And, <laughs> Depending on who's around. Well, you know, and I, I appreciate it. So, you know, I, I definitely think um, that there's a couple of subjects I want to cover with you, other than the fact that teachers make too much. And you, you just, yeah. <laughs> You're starting already, eh? uh, You know what? I just, I had to bust your balls for two seconds. And, and you know what? I'm just going to let, let the, listener, the listeners know. I'm just going to let the listeners know. This, it's, it's actually a pretty nice night out right now. We're doing this early evening in early May. And I got a huge backyard, and I said, hey, for a change of pace, why don't we set out back? It's a quiet neighborhood. Uh, the people on the one side are about 115 it's- years old. The people on the other side never come outside. I said, listen, I'll crank up the fire pit. We'll relax outside. No, it's too cold. I, you know, it's too no, cold. I, I, hold on. The it, fire might what? make a little <clears throat> noise. In my defense, folks, I wanted this podcast to be free of any distraction. And it was cold outside. And you know what? I, Take I, the dress off. I, you know what? I thought about it for all three seconds. And I thought, you know, then we're outside. We're in the dark. I, I've got this thing that I've got of operate and i mean if if the recorder doesn't record properly and i don't get the levels right i know that you know we're gonna have problems you know dave will complain dave can relax dave, He'll be fine. dave will start to complain about the sound quality <laughs> levels i don't want i don't want to add some ambiance with a crackling fire you know, in the background <clears throat> hey my mind went to the same place i thought it would be nice but not for this one because i thought this is the kind of podcast we're gonna do uh from indoors watching the big screen tv uh in the background <laughs> i i want I, no seriously All i right. want I, I want i want to talk to you about a couple of things right and, and since you started off with you know how the evening began and how <laughs> how i was <laughs> you know how, how you dropped you, the you dropped the first bomb. Okay? You know, and and then well, and then, and then of course you know you fire back immediately. You went on with, the attack. <laughs> you know what you, you know what it was a good joke. I wasn't worried. It was about a it. good joke. All right, it was a good joke. Well, you know it, it absolutely was. And, and you know, speaking of jokes, you you bring me out this these drinks. You got to know, Coach Nick is a forever gracious host. Once once inside his house, he offers me uh, several beverages. But I'm trying to you know stick to a diet and you know lose some weight. You know, non alcoholic. Everybody, everybody's got the winter pounds on them, folks. And you know, we all Mine get, never leave. You know, <laughs> they love you too much, man. No, you know. <laughs> It's great. No, so so you bring me out these drinks, and you know I, I I can't decide. I don't want anything with sugar in it. And so you, you know, Coach Nick hands me this this uh, you know can, and he says, "Oh, this will be nice." And he just says the word strawberry, right? So you know what? I'm opening this can. I'm having a sip. You walked away from me. I w- what I said was awful. 
Oh my god! Really? Yeah. You know what? And I don't want to knock the company, but uh, you know what? I'm suddenly, I'm suddenly um, compelled to call. The, yeah. Web, the Webley guy. Really? Yeah, yeah. He'll know you know exactly. can, Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm, you, you, well. sentence, uh, what, like, whoa, ow. You know what? But, you know, I was never a sparkling then, water then guy. Then don't, f- I'll, I'll grab you a water. Mm. Don't, don't feel obliged. Mm. Mine, not really all that no, bent no, out no, of shape. No, no, if you don't I, like I was, it. no, no, I'm, I'm only teasing. It's not that bad. It's, it's just, just known as hell. It's like, it's, but it's like briochinotto. No, it's not. Yeah. Brio's sharp. Not that sharp. What is that? Not sharp. Well, it just got a hint of what, flavor. What, whatever it is in the ca- hint, it's it's it, all I can taste is the the carbonated water. But you know what though? Beyond that, let's get right into the meat and potatoes. I want to talk to you about something that probably uh, a lot of people don't know about, and I think it's important that they do. Like, do you know anything about the Mark Norman Admiral Vice Admiral Mark Norman case? Uh, uh, vaguely, uh, not a lot. That's yeah, one of the I, things that kind of got by me. I know he was a Vice Admiral, second in command of. Um, the entire Canadian Navy, if if I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, and and correct me if I'm wrong. He leaked some kind of secrets with respect to I think it was a business deal to a company. <clears throat> was it a company in Ottawa or a company in Quebec? I think. Well, regardless, regardless of the they details, they gave them an, an advantage. I believe. Yeah, well, you, nothing would surprise me. I know I've read it somewhere, but but ultimately, it boils down to this. Um, clearly, uh, Vice Admiral Mark Norman decided that the public needed to know that something had gone down in terms of expenditures uh, as they relate to the military. It had to do with a contract for uh, ships that are greatly needed. And I spoke to podcast Brian about this and he, what he told me was this, is there there is a need for these ships and that, you know, our, our Navy um, in, in some respects is held together with uh, duct tape and shoestring. Yeah. And, and so they, they you know, the, our, to all our Canadian soldiers and uh, military out there, we know you're doing more with less. And we appreciate it. And we appreciate it. Every, uh, and you know what, uh, that, that goes uh, the same for all emergency response members, uh, uh, police, you know, paramedics, you know, even the firefighters, uh, you know, and I'll the give the all the support staff, civilian support staff that make it possible, uh, you know, to run cities and uh, the most unruly populations with very little resources and, you know, a lot of elbow grease. Uh, hats off to uh, just about everybody out there that, you know, has to put up with us. Uh, if you've ever been in a relationship with an emergency services member, it is no walk in the park. All right, then. All right. You like that? <laughs> I got nothing. That was great. I got Does, nothing to follow that with. You know, well, okay. Well, then, you know what? Hold on. Let's, well, Mark Norman, they've dropped the charges because this is this is how it goes, folks. <laughs> I, I have a vague, I'm sure, by, by anybody's measure, a vague understanding of the events. But I guess um, when he leaked that information, that made the powers that be uh, within the liberal government very unhappy. And some people are viewing his being criminally charged for breach of trust as purely a punitive measure to punish this man for stepping out of line and making the public aware of something that they shouldn't have been. Like, that's oh, so what it boils down to. So, so just liberals being liberals, cracking the whip. Well, you know, but cranking the whip to the tune of a criminal court case well, and, yeah. then, and then making sure that he um, doesn't get legal indemnification. All right. So, like, they, they, they put forward a motion to pay for his legal bills and it's shot down. Right. Like there's there's an attempt made. Uh, This man is denied, you know, any kind of um, funding 
you know, if he's been wrongfully accused of breach of trust, which, by the way, is a very serious charge for a person in a position of authority. Like, once you're done with... Well, that's not just a position of authority, second in command. Like, that, holy oh, smokes. Oh, yeah. You know what? Like, so there's there's one sm- person senior. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and from what I understand, a very honorable man, uh, you know, a, a hardworking, honorable service member uh, that has served his country faithfully, <clears throat> they decided to, you know, smash him down because he stepped out of line, like, to the tune of criminal charges. And so, of course, as we get closer to election, you know, yeah. things are things are cranking up. People people are starting to say, well, we should have forgotten about the SNC-Lavalin affair by now. No, no, we haven't. But, you know, we've got something else. Well, yeah, just, like, add it onto the fire. We've got the Mark Norman the pile, case. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, there may be something there that's going to be even more embarrassing, even if there's nothing, just, just to be embroiled in that for maybe another few months as we near elections. Well, it's just it's just the, the Liberal Party being named, being brought up again with something controversial, potentially illegal, shady looking. Like mm. it's just you know every two months it's something different. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? They they should have they should have all been fired like six scandals ago. Oh yeah, six yeah. six scandals ago. Like I mean, come on. Let's 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 but go. Hey, with, it's let's just go liberals being <clears throat> liberals, isn't it? Isn't that what you were told by? Oh, you know what? For for all the people out there that will get offended by the term, I apologize. You know, like my generation would call this situation retarded. Like it's retarded. It's absolutely, it's absolutely a mess. You got like let's let's getting let's get, away from political correctness for a minute. Absolutely. Uh-huh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, but like I mean, come on, like I mean, anybody that's actually watching this, like let's talk about, let's talk about the India debacle, right? You got the India debacle. He goes to India, right, <laughs> dressed in like ritualistic clothing. Yeah, it wasn't everyday clothing. No, right? And they're, and they're embarrassed, right? Like, the forum. I, 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 I'm watching him on this trip. He's dancing on stage, okay? And he's in, you know, that outfit. And I could see, you know, hey, that's cool. But, like, he went back for repeat performances every single day of the trip. He's dressed up. And, and wasn't that the same trip where he flew his chef over there and cost $200,000 oh, yeah. or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some ridiculous number to try his like, personal chef. But you know what? I would bring my personal chef anywhere I went to if I had, like, been so bad to my country as a leader. I wouldn't trust anybody to pa- prepare my food. Yeah, but... Yeah. Right? Okay, no, fair think, think, think about it but, for a second. But I, like, I mean, you know, if you're paranoid, well, I mean, he has been crushing so many different segments of our economy, and he's not Mr. Popular right now. No. He's, he's, like, caught Far up in scandal. It. But even before that, though, he was bringing his own personal chef around. And, and quite honestly, like, I mean, if I was in his position and I was doing... Even if I was unintentionally making all these completely ridiculous mistakes uh, I would be concerned about what, the way people treat my food so I might bring my own personal well, chef too okay. you know Fair if enough, I had access I mean, to one I mean if that's me one in Rome I want to eat the food that is you can't get more authentic yeah oh. like I, I, and I love Indian food I mean that on top of the fact that is that not and I haven't heard this mentioned before but it's kind of occurred to me now is that not a bit of a slap in the face to um, the Indian people, absolutely. Like, just, just kind of a. Oh, are little, you, you, you? That's a dude. There's no a, backhanded compliment there. That's just like a, that, if you're not thinking, like, okay, so I go into your house and you offer me food, but like I'm or, starving. Or strawberry water, you know, or strawberry. <laughs> no, but I like no. Okay, how about the next time I come over, I bring my own stuff. It would be yeah. like it would be like you know I don't trust the food you're going to feed me. Don't worry, I made my own dinner. I brought it over. Like no, like uh, you got to trust the people that you're around, and obviously. 
obviously you don't trust them. I mean, if you brought your own personal chef, I mean, I'd be really, really wondering if he ate only that food the entire trip. Well, for 200, how long was he there for? Do you remember uh, roughly? Six, I don't know, six days. Okay, so two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> in six days. So what's a, what's a flight? Oh, he co- gets a good chef. He doesn't what's, get like the guy that flips burgers no, at the local but flapjack. No, what's a flight cost? So let's say a, fl- a flight costs five thousand dollars and accommodations. Where's the other hundred and whatever? Th- like oh, that's got to be twenty thousand a day for your high end chef. Gotta like be. holy lord! Oh that's yeah. Ex- did, how, like oh, so, did he no, fly somebody, the food in? Hey, he's got the money. He's pay, he's he's, he's spending our he's tax got dollars. The money. It's our, yeah, oh, it's our you know money. What? I'll be, I'm willing to bet that Justin Trudeau or I grew up in an awful awful environment, oh, and yeah. his father was probably a pain in the ass yeah. and and miserable, uh, the way some fathers could be in the seventies. And I'll bet you that deep down inside, he's making Canada pay for his shitty childhood oh yeah i'm sure he grew up eating tomato soup made out of ketchup right no come on you know what honestly like if if that kid grew up half as miserable as i believe he did then chances are right he would want to ring every last time how many vacations has he been on Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Twice in <laughs> this he, year. He, he, flew alone. Back, he flew back to Florida twice on our dollar. Like, I mean, what could have been so important? Another scandal? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> all right. So and all those uh, days and, off. Anyway, so uh, back to back to Mark Norman for a yeah, second. Yeah. They, they stay the charges. I use the term uh, dropped, but that's only because I know that's what's coming it's, next. Yeah. Right. The uh, stayed. The term stayed means there's time to change your mind. It means that that's the direction they're going in. They need to, you know, and make that announcement as They're soon as possible. They're just pausing things and making sure all the do- uh, the I's Absolutely. are dotted, T's are crossed, and Absolutely. let's see if this is the way we want to go. You know, my concern is is that you know the prosecutor the prosecutors dropped the case. Um, I think at this stage, probably word is trickling around through the legal community that this government is bought people. So you would want to not look like an idiot right about now, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's there's so much going on that we could question the government about, like the the six hundred million dollar payout to the uh, me- mainstream media, and, and and what that means, right, for Canadians hearing the truth from the mainstream outlets. Truth. Like, well, I mean, getting small it all. T, small U, R, small U. Like, yeah. Or is it the truth according to the liberals, or is it just? Part truth or what? Like, well, the, 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 you know what? For the people that don't know, it, it's it's a concern. Uh, the uh, liberals took six, almost six hundred million Canadian tax Taxpayer. dollars, yep. tax dollars, yep. and they've set it aside for uh, mainstream or you know media outlets, you know, of any kind. I think, that, and that's payoff money. That's the way I'm seeing it. Uh, certainly, that's the way, you know, the term of the you, the use of the term uh, opt ed as by as by um, oh, which what, what was the um, Trudeau's aide, his uh, his top girl. What was her name again? Oh, not um, butts. The other one. The other one. I'm draw. I'm drawing an absolute blank. Not that's, Raybould. No, 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 who's, who's, who's that, um, oh, Jesus. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm drawing an absolute blank on the name. Yeah, you, you know what, if you, if you get Katie Telford, that's it. I don't know, you oh. know, it's been a long day. That, that's the name I wanted. But like, you okay. know what, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, a, you know, wondering about that. But, uh, you know, beyond that, though, let's uh, let's get on to more popular and fun topics for the people that are tuning in that, you know, just love guns. And you're thinking right about now, hey, I don't listen to this stuff not to hear about the guns. I want to I want to ask you something. I've been meaning to ask you this now. for is this, a week. Is this the mystery question? This is the mystery question. You I'm know, being I, put on the spot, folks. I have no idea what this is. Last time we were on a bit of a road trip, we were driving. Mm-hmm. 
and Mark put it to me. Say, hey, let's do a podcast. Yeah. Somebody, but I'm not going to tell you what it's about. I'm just going to ask you a question. Uh, long story short, didn't come to be, but was put off until a later date, which is right now. Yes. And the question that I wanted to ask was, and, and again, folks, Coach Nick has no idea what I'm going to hit him with on this. And, and, and this is the way I wanted it. Uh, I, it. It occurred to me when I did not have my podcast equipment that I wanted to ask you a question post-trip. I, I had gone on the road. And I had taken Coach Nick with me, and we had gone to visit uh, a few friends. And, you know, uh, certainly certainly you got an opportunity to handle a couple things that you haven't uh, seen before in real life. A couple and, very nice collections. Yeah, right? And so for the first time ever, uh, Coach Nick was granted uh, probably one of the major wish lists uh, items for many gun owners. You got a chance to hold an actual full-sized Uzi. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. All right. Yes. Yes, sir. Now, now, folks, you can't see this in radio, but my <laughs> coach Nick just perked right up. Yeah. And it's okay. So, question. Um, you know, your first impression. I, I mean, folks, you gotta you gotta just picture it for a second. It's it's a, it's an Uzi with not the folding stock, but it, it's got this uh, wooden stock that I knew the the Israeli military. To have Which I've never the, seen. Yeah, you've never seen I've that before. I've always seen the folding stock. Typically, you see, you know, the folding stock. That, you know, it's in all the movies. And if you ever operated one in real life, it's kind of cool. It's totally the worst and most uncomfortable uh, wire stock. I think uh, invented this side of a Spas Twelve. But okay, I, back to that, <laughs> right? So, but but this is the wooden stock variant, which you see in like all the classic uh, photos of the Israeli, you know, military. Uh, and you know, except for like when Ronald Reagan got shot there was a, uh, a mini one that had a folding the stock. The one that came out of the guy's trench coat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I was around during that. You were around for, for that one. Uh, I remember looking at the news and, you know, on the news, like right now, bang, you know, Ronald Reagan had just been shot by a small caliber pistol. And instantly his secret serviceman sprung into action. And, you know, you saw this mini Uzi, right, come out of his yep. jacket. Yeah. Right. And, and of course, they paused and you saw pictures of that mini Uzi. Uh, many times, I'm sure, over the years, as and as a avid uh, action movie enthusiast, I'm sure you saw Uzis in the oh, 1980s. Uzis were like the mainstay bad guy. If gun. you weren't into guns, that was the gun that, that you knew. Yeah, that was oh, the yeah. only gun that you knew. Hey, that's yeah, an Uzi. That's an Uzi, right? Yeah. You know, and then and then Uzi became kind of synonymous with anything small with a big magazine that stuck out of it, and it was always held by bad guys in black coats with you know like sunglasses on and leather gloves, and and you always knew bad guys, you know, carried these kinds of guns right? in in the movies. And they sprayed bullets, rat, like just oh, yeah. all over the place, right? They spray and pray, yeah. Spray they just, and pray. They just let it go. Well, you know, and, 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 and if you've ever fired them in real life, I, I can tell you that one-handed would be kind of an exciting event. Well, yeah. Right? But your, I want to get, this is, this is sure. your first impressions holding that full-size Uzi. What, what did you think? Uh, just cool. Really? Yeah, cool. I mean, it's something that, you know, it, it's, uh, it was an experience because of the fact that it's so rare. Yeah. Um, uh, again, I hadn't seen the Woodstock before that, so that kind of added to it as well. Um, it was just it, it was just fun manipulating the bolt, you know, putting yeah. the, taking in the magazine in and out, uh, looking at the markings on it, reading what was there, and just kind of like, hey, this is something that people very rarely get to do, get to hold, let alone see, you know. Yeah. Like it just and it's it, it, you know it's kind of a shame that we just can't do that. Yeah, you know what, and and I can you tell, know? I can tell because I let you know what. 
ordinarily I keep my eye on you a little more, but like I noticed you kind of going off and holding it and like operating the, the bowl, gun. like you said. Yeah, the gun. <laughs> yes, right. And, and so and so to you know, moving along to uh, you know the weight. Like you know, like uh, the first time I ever picked up a full size Uzi, that like the, you know that particular it had, it was, one, it had some it had some heft to it. It had some heft to it. It looks it well because of the wood stock, right? Yeah, you know. yeah. But but I mean, you know, even even next to the mini Uzi, like I mean, they they were not light items. But it was solid. Like, yeah. Even, even for like for a, a, a firearm with a stamped receiver. Yeah. That thing was solid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty impressed. Every time I've gone into Las Vegas and fired Uzis, Battlefield, bat, Battlefield yep. Vegas. Uh, you know, if you ever go, anybody goes. You gotta oh, hit Battlefield. Man. Yeah, you know what? That's an absolute must stop. Outstanding. If if you want to ask yourself, is it worth the money? We're gonna say it absolutely oh, is. For, yeah, like right? being there last summer for the first time, Vegas for the first time, and Battlefield Vegas for the first time, and, and you were kind enough to place a call on my behalf. So we showed up and were, were granted a privilege very few people off the street are allowed to. We we were taken kind of behind the scenes and got to see where they keep everything. Yeah. And it's like, holy Christ. See that? Anything. You want to shoot a mortar? Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to shoot an RPG? Yeah. Oh, yeah. America. Oh, my yeah, God. Anything, bless America. Anything you want to, like, shoot off. I think they got a howitzer out back. They got tanks all over the place. And the best part is your taxi back to your hotel is a Humvee with a serving military member. <laughs> it's, like that was how, like, yeah, you, you can't know, get a better experience. You know what? Honestly, it it you know, would you like a cab? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure. We'll have the Humvee come around pick you up. I'm great thinking, dudes, whoa, great dudes. You know what? And and that trip back, as uncomfortable as it was, was totally cool. Oh yeah, it was totally cool. Yeah. Like I mean, like you don't get much, and it really makes you appreciate what you know Canadian uh, and military, you know, all around the world have to contend with in terms of comforts. Yeah, right. Yep. You know, it, it was it was a stiff ride, but but it was a bit. But Battlefield Vegas is the one place that I know, and I mean, there's there's other places you can go, folks, but there's the one place that you can go in Las Vegas where you're pretty much guaranteed a good time. And that's not to say that there aren't some other fabulous places out there too, folks. I like I well, Vegas I definitely is had Vegas. Some, Vegas is Vegas right. and. And, and, you know, if you're if, a, if you're there as a gun owner and you're lucky enough to be able to get into SHOT Show, oh. it, it's, well, you know, yeah. it's lucky a little enough, overwhelming. You know, everybody yeah. you know everybody out there that thinks that, like, SHOT Show is a cakewalk and you walk in and it's like going to a gun show, it's not like that. It is like football fields of vendors. It is insane. I, like, I, I, I would love to get there someday. Oh, you know, I, it's like looking into the abyss, brother. I can tell you right now, I love guns more than anybody. And by the time you're done shot show, if you see like one other action being racked or, you know, like some, yeah. another, yeah. another knife, another amazing new variation on a firearm design, everything is at shot show. And by the time you're done your you know, five day walk, believe me, you're burnt out. But like, it, like you, you get that glossed over look in your eyes. Like you've looked you into the take, abyss and it looked back. And you need to take a bit of a break when oh, you get yeah. back, don't you? Oh, it's yeah. crazy. But, but for all that, though, Battlefield Vegas uh, offers a premier quality experience. Uh, they'll let you roll a tank over a car if you want to, folks. If you got the money. Yeah, if you one, have the money. That's, that, a, that's that one's a little bit pricey. That one's, that one's horribly expensive. But I can tell you, though, that you know, renting, renting a few firearms or a package and you know, getting yourself a couple of sticks of uh, ammunition, like what a great time. Knowledgeable staff. Uh, really a shame that Colin isn't there, there anymore. But, yeah, he but was a good dude. He was a great guy. Yep. And, and you know, the next time... 
we head down to Las Vegas, I'm definitely going to hook up with him. Sorry I missed you on the last run, brother. But uh, but they got Tam on us last time. Tam Tam was awesome. My guy right turned to me, and at one point, he, I think he looked at me because I picked the Spas 12. I picked all these awesome, you know, vintage guns and cool guns and, you know, like Scorpion, a VZ-61 Scorpion. And they bit me. The minute I pulled the trigger, the bolt slapped me in the hand. But amongst all these, like, really cool vintage guns, AK-47s, you know, uh, PPSH-41, which was like a real buzzsaw. But amongst all that, I got a Spas 12, which I know you have a soft spot for. I like the Spas 12. Okay, so... Like, so you have to study... For about a week ahead of time, so you can understand the the nineteen steps you need to do to be able to fire the thing. But it's still it's still it's still badass and it's still it's still very cool. You know, honestly, uh, that first time I saw you hold that one up, that was funny. But you know, like in in this pile, and they they stack the guns up, which like really drives me crazy. Oh yeah, they're like touching, rubbing oh against God, each other. It sounds kind of weird the, the way I'm they, saying they, it, but they, it's kind of like uh, yeah, like I'm looking at these guns and I'm. Thinking Thinking, man, I'm sure once upon a time uh, they had beautiful finishes, but they stacked them like in piles. Oh, and it, yeah, and, it, it's just painful the, to see. Well, I can't imagine doing it any other way. Like, I mean, what, you, they have cartloads of guns coming no, out. No, but in the back though, they didn't have them. They had them all stood up, nice, not touching each other. Like. Yeah, I know. Well, the collector in me cringes, but yeah. they bring the, they bring these things out. But Tam looked at me, and I could tell when he got to the point where he pulled out the Spas 12, and he kind of gave me this look, like, why? <laughs> it's just a 12 gauge it's shotgun. It's just a 12 gauge shotgun amongst all this stuff. And I looked at him and I said, it's, it's, listen, it's, it's a movie thing. It's a Terminator yeah. thing. Like it's, it's an eighties thing. All right. I needed to shoot that thing. And it was, it was, it was a dinosaur killing Jurassic park thing. And yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I, and when he pulled it out, I actually got excited, but like I learned that loading it was something that was well beyond me. And yeah. he looked, he started off the conversation by saying the spots, 12 shotgun. He says, most complicated firearm ever made, yeah. <laughs> which, which, which it is, which it is because but- the one I handled at, at, an undisclosed location. I had to ask you every single... Okay, what do I do next? What do I do next? I can't rack the slide. Oh, Where's yeah. the button? What do I need to do? It, do, I have, <laughs> do I have to, like, sacrifice a goat? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> It'll keep you busy. Uh, I could tell. Oh. You know what? Actually, that they, they shouldn't have banned that gun because nobody would have ever figured out how to use it. No, that's right. <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was the world's most complicated Man. shotgun. You know, Demolition Ranch Matt, he bit on one. I think he won one. He, he seemed oh, to... Oh, did he get one? Well, he he was going down to uh, Rock Island Auction to get himself, um, you know, one of two guns, and he was putting bids on an Uzi, and he was putting on uh, uh, with a with a collapsible stock and a Spaz twelve. And I saw him during the bidding, and you know, it got up to like fourteen thousand. No way! Yeah, and you know, the kid looked like he was in over his head a little bit, but like you know, what wait, you know, what you get to fourteen thousand? You got to explain to Mayor, right? Like he's got to tell his wife. He came. Like, could you imagine if you won it? Like Matt, if you're out there you're listening right thank christ if you didn't win that uzi <laughs> thank your lucky stars mayor would have killed you i want to know and if, you, and if you did i want to know what you had them write on the invoice to show your wife <laughs> matt don't tell her the truth man i i'm i'm promise you if she's if she tells you she won't get angry it's a lie Right? Oh yeah, right. But but like no, he he put bids on them. I got a chance to shoot it, and uh, you know, I think I think it left one round in it, and I needed to chamber the last one. I mean, they think guns like this are uh, finicky. 
the you know, yes, people, they are. people don't realize, you know, a lot that of the many guys, steps. Yeah. 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 You know, like uh, the idea that you would keep like an antique, like, like a, a Thompson kind of, uh, confined to a class that can't be owned by anybody. And I mean, half the time they don't work correctly, but like, I mean, <laughs> you know, and if you're, if you're one of those people that got duped, uh, back in the nineties, the, the government folks, if you didn't know this already, people used to own Thompson's. And they had full auto Thompsons right up until, uh, I believe, the 90s. And they told the owners that they could continue to take the Thompsons to the range if they made them semi-automatic only. And they converted them legally by law and and, and according to uh, specifications uh, and uh, criteria, you know, outlined by uh, the, the, the firearm lab. All right, so they're going to have them, you know, converted into these semi-automatic. So you got fully automatic machine guns, and you got owners that own them. Like so, think Tommy guns, think Sterlings. So these are full auto guns that came back from the war. They're war bringbacks. You know, they've saved people's lives. Uh, they fought, you know, against tyranny. These great guns. You know, uh, the owners were presented with a choice: if you keep them uh, in the state. Uh, where they're capable of full out of fire, you can't take them to the range. So guys converted their guns and they took them in, they underwent spending the money. And in a lot of cases, you know, the, the gunsmith butchered, butchered the design. So they that never, was beyond just pinning, pinning the magazine. Oh, he had to get in the internals and work with yeah, the sear, I guess. Yeah. Or? They, they basically changed the mechanics of the gun. They, they left R and D to a gunsmith to figure out, you know, how to make it, uh, change over. So, you know, the government decided that those weren't allowed to leave the house either. So what they did was they took the entire class of guns. They made owners, half of them went out and ruined their guns and changed their originality, which from a gun collecting standpoint drives me crazy. But uh, they, they, under the guise that they would still be allowed to continue using them at ranges mm-hmm. in semi-auto form. Mm-hmm. So people did this and there's a lab standard. And so, you know, you meet it. It's it's not convertible. You, you can't bring it back to the original mm-hmm. state. And they're content with that. Uh, they set the standard and yet they still won't let people take them out of the house so they're no different than any other semi-automatic firearm out there like i mean they're they're they've altered the design to the point where the government is content that you won't change it back so why would it be uh why would people be prevented from enjoying their property exactly that way? If, you, if you know what the law is and you make the conscious decision to break the law then you then you suffer the consequences yeah right like so you like, got so you got these guns and, and and i think this is important for people to know about prohibited firearms and classifications and i think that they're necessary in some respects and there, there are americans that are going to argue you shouldn't register any guns and i see totally why there could be a problem there too so i understand it but in canada you know we're okay with certain things uh the long gun registry was a two billion dollar debacle it was a disaster uh certainly i wouldn't let the liberals run anything uh does the Fire Act need to be rewritten? Absolutely. But like when when we talk about these full autos that have been converted mm-hmm. to semi-auto, you should be able to take your semi-auto Thompson and go to the range. But it's kind of generally understood that you better have a good reason uh, to take that item to uh, the gunsmith for servicing, let alone shooting it. And I can tell you that like uh, Podcast Brian talks about this one a lot. 
prohibited firearm owners, with the exception of the 12-6 class, the small barrel pistols, uh, all the other 12 classes are prevented from taking their guns to the range. That's threes, that's you know converted full autos, that's fours, which is like the semi-auto only, uh, MAC-10s, mm-hmm. Uzis, and then, uh, and Styrogs, as I found out later. Um, and the 12-5s, like AK-47s, FN Falls, um, you know, like those kinds of guns. Uh, you you have no ability under most situations to get permission to take those to the range. They deny people that um, that opportunity to enjoy their perfectly legally owned property, and that's that. In my opinion, has always been wrong. So essentially, those those, those firearms and those classes are uh, banished to being safe queens. Oh yeah, they can still they can still own them. Yeah, but they can just. Open the safe, look at them. So, so you, you, take, tr- you know, yeah. So you trust about it. So you trust this guy to take his VZ fifty eight or his SKS or you know any one of a number of other you know AR platform rifles uh, to the range, but you won't trust him to take this one. Like it is yeah. the most, it is the most malicious. It makes no sense. I mean, it, you know, on top of the fact that you know, as as has been mentioned before in podcasts with us is, you know, as a legal farm owner in Canada, you're getting run through the, the, is it CPIC? Oh yes. Every day. It's CPIC, right? Every day. So again, just kind of reiterate what you said. What's, what's, what's the issue? If you can, if you, if you're getting background, essentially background checked every single day and you're good and you've been licensed and, and passed the test to, and demonstrated, Day in, day out, that you can legally, responsibly possess and own and and transport the other firearms. Then, why, again, like you said, why is there an issue? Well, you is know, it, is it because you take it out of the safe and you're going to come under some kind of a magic spell and go nuts with the thing? Like, like you know, what what's the reasoning? Well, you know, I, I've always maintained that you know, if they're if they're saying they don't trust us, they don't trust the process. You know that they've set. Uh, if there's a screening process that uh, they don't believe weeds out the necessary uh, evil elements, you know, I, I'd be surprised. Well, yeah, especially. I mean, if we're going to get really, I guess I don't know if argumentative is a word, but it, it, they're worried about people bringing out something they've been legally owning for years, um, and have that be an issue. Because it's again, it's because it's a gun. Well, right? and, and, and you know what? Like we could go, in, we could go into how they diminish the value of a thing too. I mean, that's that's another thing because these classes are confined. Uh, I can tell you that an item up here that goes for twenty five hundred dollars is worth twenty five thousand in the U.S. Yeah, and and so you've got these items up here that should have, and their owners should realize the full value. Uh, you know, of 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 a you know family treasure, an heirloom, uh, you know, a collectible, and these owners instead are denied the opportunity to realize that full value because the government has put a system in place that keeps it down and is designed to take it from them and destroy yeah. it upon yeah. their passing. Yeah. That's the system that they've put in place. I, 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 I want to make sure that you know people understand that when you apply for a firearm license, you afford, I really thought about this today, you really afford the, uh, the government the opportunity to delve into your personal life in a way that is very serious. I mean, folks, I, I maintain you know that going in, though. There's no surprises. I, you know what? I, I realize right? There's that. There's no and, surprises. And, and I think that it's important that that system be in place. However, uh, I will say, though, that it's never it's never a simple thing to allow someone to delve into your personal life and to criticize it legally. It's not a small thing. And, you know, to give over all of your information. And when I say that, I mean past partners, 
yeah. uh, you know, your your if there's any criminal record, of course they should know these things. Yeah. But at the same time, it is it is a very serious thing that you're putting forward. That uh, I don't think that you're going to find anything in my background that's going to present an issue uh, as it relates to firearm ownership. But releasing that information, giving consent to turn that over to people and to have them criticize it every day is a serious freedom to give up as a gun owner. And so if they're not going to trust us with the things that we own, you know, they, they're saying they don't trust their process. And, and I've always maintained that. But I think it's really important to note that, you know, this government continues to abuse gun owners and to the tune of like, holy cow, Bill Blair. Like, I mean, you know, right, that the, 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 the Canadian population does not by and large uh, support, you know, Increase gun measures. Why you guys yeah. continue to push for it, How's and you're gonna a, try and sell people on the idea that you're yeah. you're not you know you're not pushing a political agenda. Oh, it's totally political. How's Michelle Rumpel, by the way, Mr. Blair? Just curious. How, yeah, you know, she going? tore into him. Crushed I, his. Oh, just crushed I don't, him. You know what? I don't want to make Michelle Rumpel's uh, boyfriend jealous there, but you know what? She's the best. Right? Oh, I man. love I love watching. I love her. That, I watched you know an eight minute clip, and it was just you can hear a pin drop. <laughs> And I don't know, I can't think of one word that would just totally sum, sum, summarize what she did. That was just... I oh, loved it. Oh, man, that was great. She was... She was. Now, you have to understand, folks, if you haven't watched the clip, Michelle Rempel is just... You know, she's tearing into Bill Blair. It's supposed to be a and a period. And, of there course... There was a cue at the end. There was a, <laughs> a yeah, short cue. Yeah, you know what? You know, God bless Michelle Rempel for, for awesome. seizing the opportunity to tear into to tear into Billy Blair and to let him have it because she asked the question at the end of it, but I mean, it, the really, the point of the exercise was to let Bill Blair know that he was a completely sad sellout. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And, she, and she did in no uncertain terms. Right. And it ended with Bill Blair answering the question. Do you want me to answer the question? Because your time's running out. Like, that's leadership. That's that's what our current liberal government is putting out there. Right. That miserable cop. Right? Somebody who can't have their feet held to the fire. It's like, listen, you, you made, you made the choice. You decided to get into public life, sit there and take your lumps, big boy. Honestly, you know, and to Mark Saunders out there, the chief of police of Toronto, right? Hey, great job backing the players like John Tory. Come on. Yeah. Come on. The rest of Canada doesn't want it. And for you to push that agenda is shameful. Well, he's probably got something waiting for him, just well, like Tory and, and Bill Blair did. Look at the really? look at the Come evidence. On. You know what? You're supposed to be a cop. Where's your integrity? Right. It's a but but everybody knows uh, when you get to be in that position, Indy Chief. It's a, it's it's more of a political position than uh, it is. You got to draw the you got to draw know, the line somewhere. Do you have no any? Argument. No, 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 no. But do you have any opinion? That would be the question I would ask. But he you doesn't know. want. But he doesn't want to have an opinion that may jeopardize, of course, anything uh, post police career. Rocking the rocking the boat, if you doesn't want to rock the boat. God well, forbid. I'll tell you, there's 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 a Liberal Party member that was prepared to testify in the case, the Mark the Mark Norman case. Somebody somebody slipped up there. Obviously, the Liberal government has suffered some losses with the uh, quick exits of Gerald Butts and uh, some of the big players, Wernick, right? <laughs> oh, the dismissal of Ray Bull, yeah, right. And like there has been nothing but scandals surrounding this government. I like I, from I, from the get go. From the get go, but but now it's reached epic heights. I really want to believe that Canada's going to come around on this election. What do you think? I well, I mean, if recent history is any indication, 
Um, I guess, I don't know, it, it, maybe you can explain this to me, why? Well, first of all, I mean, with the with the exception of BC and I can't remember which eastern province, everything else is blue. <laughs> it's like a tsunami, dude. And, and people, people, and I had this discussion with with people at work. It's like, well, you can't necessarily assume that that the the PCs are going to win the next election. I'm like, okay, fair enough. You can assume that. No. However. When you have the two largest provinces in the country with the highest population density that are blue and everybody else is blue, I think it's, you know, I mean, nothing, is anything written in stone? No. Uh, ask, the, ask the Americans, our American friends at when, when Trump got elected, right? Nobody yeah. expected that. And there you go. So, I mean, you, you know, nothing's written in stone. However, mm. you know, kind of don't um, all I... indications are pointing. Now, this is what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. And, and which I don't understand. There was just a recent election in Northern BC and the Green Party was elected. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. I didn't understand. They, the, people were saying, the media was saying that this is kind of um, a test or could, could be considered an indi- indication about what may happen in the next federal le- election. Do you have any idea why that specific writing in that, that election that just happened this past week would be considered that way? Now, if, any, and if you don't, then, you know, if there's anybody out there listening to this that knows that, um, could you please explain that situation maybe in the comments? Cause I'm going to have a, cause I, I legitimately want to know, um, why that's the case. I, you know what? I'm going to come right out with, I got nothing. You know what? I, you know what I would say? I would say I have insufficient knowledge of the subject to speak on it. Right. Uh, that sounds kind of familiar now. Confidently. Yeah. Did you did you take that from the, the liberals script during the <laughs> no, SNC level? Nothing that creative comes out of the liberals' mouths. Yeah. They read off cue cards when they're it's in the real same trouble. Cue card. They just pass it to the oh, next person. God. Yeah, you're you're line forty six. You're past that down Holy. Four, four to the front and two over. But yeah, so you know, if there again, if there's anybody out there that has the time and, and can maybe fire off a paragraph, I'd appreciate Having that explained, because I, I I just don't know, and, you know, it's always good to learn something. Hey, what do you think of Climate Barbie? What about her? What do you think about Climate Barbie? In what way? I don't know. I'm going to say her name again. Say it. Right, because apparently she takes real offense to being called Climate Barbie. Something she, to do with her children. Is that the one? Is she from Hamilton? Yeah. Oh, don't even bring it up. I saw her, and I'm like, she looks uh, familiar. And when you know I saw her, I'm like, mm, why does she look familiar to me? She makes me She makes me go all Marge Simpson, man. I mutter shit under my breath when I think of that. That that, that woman comes from Hamilton, my hometown, H-Town, the Hammer. I'm really, I'm honestly, I'm embarrassed Pushing that climate gonna, change crap down people's say, throats. I was going to say Figures, something. you know what? Figures some girl from the West End grew up. You know, I grew some, up in the West End. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, like I said, the West End. I got to start looking. Maybe I, I, maybe she I got know herself her. a cushy job arguing about how, you know. She looks familiar. Canadians can pay their way, right? The sunnier skies and better weather. Yeah. Well, right? Yeah, the carbon yeah. tax. The carbon tax. The carbon tax. <laughs> we're putting a price on pollution. Hey, I get it. You know what? You make it more expensive. we're not one of the most heavily taxed countries in the world to begin with. No, you know what? I get it. The, the, the concept that you make people pay more to discourage the use of items that are deemed to be, you know, uh, not environmentally friendly. Okay. Okay. So, you know, you've got them indicating that, you know, if we make these items more expensive, then it'll discourage their purchase and, you know, or, and or their 
generation, and we'll steer towards greener energies, which in, in theory is fantastic, but it should be done at the corporate level, not at the end user right. level. Socialism is great level. in theory too, right? Well, no, but, but, like, uh, but why, why charge the people that are making the least amount of money? Why don't you charge well, the people that are making the charge most? Charge the people that are creating the pollution. Right. Exactly. Uh, like yeah. Right. Like, uh, well, and I, I get how it works. Like, I mean, you know what? Like, you can't be for that. Like, you know, let's charge, let's make sure to charge the rich people more so that we have more money to spend. I understand how things redistribute, but like, can you believe though that they would have the people that are having trouble, like over the wind administrations paying for their heating bills, like people having to make the choice between heating their home and eating, right? Like people were forced to make those choices when uh, rates went up. Uh, like something like four times in the span of, you know, a couple of years. Well, that's because when, I mean, what she did to the the Ontario economy was just catastrophic. You know, do you got any take on that? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I got to consult my buddy, Big John, or, on this. Orange so Air, debacle. Uh, e-health website, debacle. All, all kind, millions and millions of dollars. Oh, really? Right. The gas plant was, I think, in the hundred million that didn't get done. Oh. So that's that's all that money was, you know, paid forward. Yeah. Uh, to the 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 current PC government. Okay. So they inherited all that those years of of her misspending, mismanagement, miss whatever. Um, that was all brought forward. So, you know, I mean, w- regardless of whether you, you like or hate what or in, are indifferent about what, what Ford's doing now or a little bit of both, depending, I guess, on what area affects you the greatest. Um, that's why. I mean, he, the PC government inherited a, a, just a chunk a of change in terms of the debt. A mess. And, and you know what? It's going to take a lot to dig us out of that. I think people need to understand that. You need to share, you know, like the next time you hear somebody complain about, you know, Doug Ford and his cuts, you know, like I, I've always maintained that if he's cutting fat away that should have never been there in the first place yeah. or, or hold on, or, right, he cuts back and they determine what they need, not necessarily, you know, um, what they think shouldn't be there. You know, like they, they can, they can build, they can build from there like that's what they did with the uh sex ed they they brought it way Hold back on. to like i gotta stop you what because you're just as bad as the mainstream media right there well it's explain not, it to no me. no it's not sex ed what is it it's the health curriculum okay because when people and they do it because it gets headlines when you say sex ed it's not like we're teaching kids in grade four to have sex yeah that's we're not teaching about having sex i'm teaching that part of the health curriculum right now it's got what zero- year is it now that they teach that six they don't teach them how to have. It's not not, not how to have, but when do they discuss the basics? Well, I'm I'm talking about basic parts right now and okay. changes during puberty. Okay, and and that's what three, four, grade, grade four, grade five, grade four, grade so five, nine, nine, ten year old. Okay, so you're saying that but the when term, you say sex ed, it, it's got that. It, it gives a different impression as opposed to saying health curriculum. You, you want to look at the health word, curriculum is yeah. comprehensive. It's it's healthy eating. It's 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 educating about the dangers of drug and alcohol abuse and tobacco and yeah. and, and that's all part and developing a healthy life, lifestyle and and developing good eating and good exercise habits when you're young. That's okay. all part of it. But you ne- you, of course, you never hear part of that because that's not sexy to talk about that kind of it, thing. It doesn't right? sell newspapers. It doesn't sell newspapers. So like it, it's I hate it when I see. The, the, the mainstream media phrase it as as sex ed because it, it's just not what it is. Okay. It's touch, anyways. Okay. Well, no, no, no. The, the, but they rolled off the, the soapbox. Well, no, no. They <laughs> they rolled the rules back and people got upset. And of course, the LGBT 
community. Uh, there's a number of other letters in there I can't think of off the top of my head. And yeah. I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that's offended. I'm really sorry. I can barely keep up. They used to bring us in to block training every year and tell us how bad we were to the, uh, you know, the alternative lifestyle communities. And, you know, one year uh, saying queer is okay. Another year fag is okay. He can say it, but he can't. And like, it gets a little complicated. Yeah. I, you know, like I, I can under, I can understand that, you know, people feel the way they do and they want to be what they want to be. And that's fantastic. I don't know that the government should have any place in telling people that they need to refer to these people the way they want to, or that people can't make mistakes or, you know, the, the right to being offended. Like, I, mean, I think it's just, everybody's got to get a thicker skin, grow a pair of balls and not just be, don't be pussies. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you know what? But, well, but it's th- like, everybody's offended by everything now. It's like, I don't even want to have a conversation half the time with people at work because unless I know them real well, I've been working with them for a while because yeah. I, then I know I can say whatever I want to say. And I the, love offending people. Like, I, I, think, I, well, like I, I don't mean I don't mean like I go around doing it on a regular basis. But if I see somebody actually has their, you know, their <laughs> nose hairs, you know, in a bunch, uh, you know, like oh, yeah. I, I, I like to, uh, you I like, like to poke, like, a, little I like to poke a little bit. Yeah. I like I've, I've always enjoyed teasing. It, it, OK, so with reference to your comment about rolling back the health curriculum. Yeah, it, it listen, it's it's. Everybody's in a big kerfuffle because the one percent, the one percenters are, are we're not being addressed. We're not being included. I'll tell you something right now. Okay. If any teacher worth their weight in salt will address an issue in their classroom, whether it's in the curriculum or not, or you're just not a teacher. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in the curriculum. It's called there's teachable moments. There's the phrase teachable moments. They happen all the time. A lot of those teachable moments aren't part of the, the curriculum, the Ontario curriculum of math, language, social, whatever. It's not in there. That's part of teaching. Is if you see an issue that needs to be addressed in your in your classroom, you don't need a document. You don't need the the, the Ministry of Education to tell you to address it. You you we've, I mean teachers have at the very least two degrees, two uh, degrees. All right. So they're educated. Okay. Right? Now people are going to say education doesn't necessarily mean common sense. Fair enough. But majority of people that I've taught with for the, the number of years that I've taught, if there's an issue, you're, you're going to you're not going to turn your turn the other cheek. You're not going to let it go. You're not going to ignore it. You're going to address it, whether it's got to do with one student or, or half your students. Hmm. You don't need a you don't need a, something written down to tell you what's right and wrong. <clears throat> well, I, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'll interrupt for a second, and I'll just say that I, you know, I I know now that I've met you, I always had my opinion about teachers before before I met yeah. you know uh, you. Uh, but the truth is, is that you know I got a whole newfound respect for you know the way some people conduct themselves as teachers. I always thought they took you know the two best months of the year off uh, for summer vacation, and that you know they sat they sat in a room and told people what to do. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's a hard job though, and and I know for a fact that you right at least on one occasion have joined me right after class and i mean to be a teacher's hard you know you've got to be you know in charge and control of a classroom of students it can be you can be demanding it's not you know what i'm gonna what? stop you for a what? second I, i'm not gonna it's not hard no. there's just a lot to it okay i don't i wouldn't say it's difficult uh, you got how many how many kids in the classroom i have 26 okay so that's like 26 moving parts in two different grades that you have to monitor uh the it's kid- not hard there's a lot to it and there's a lot to it that the the general public doesn't know exists a lot of the time oh i believe it no no hey how many parents have a hard time watching their child for you know a long period of time like you, you, you're in a classroom with like, you know, in excess of 20. So like, I mean, and to give each and every one of those students some degree of t- attention, whether you, you know, it's a lot or a little, uh, you know, that, that requires a great deal of effort. You've gone straight from, uh, at least on one occasion, uh, from class to the range. 
Right? Yeah. How do you, how do you find going to the range like right after work? Oh, it was great. Was that, is that not awesome? Oh, it was, it was fantastic. You know, when the weather gets I a little bit better. I was on my better, way home and yeah, the phone call. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing right now? Let's go to the, well, I haven't got my, well, it doesn't matter if you haven't got, I got guns in. Okay, well, let's go. Let's we go. went and shot a few t- rounds of trap. Yeah, right. And, and I'll tell you, shooting skeet and shooting trap at the end of a long day can actually be like quite therapeutic. I don't think people understand the uh, the grand therapeutic value connected to it, operating firearms. It is violence. for a number of reasons. Number one, you, you get, we're, we're you know, obviously we're outside, we're shooting skeet and trap. Yep. It was a nice, bright, sunny day. You're out in... Uh, I want to say the great outdoors because we weren't far from Hamilton, yeah. but we were kind of in, in the outskirts of Hamilton. Uh, and and you, it's doing something you love to do that has nothing, no relation, no connection whatsoever to what you just did for six, seven, eight hours that day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just go out, relax, break some clays, uh, you know, ha- have a conversation, talk to some people that are around there. Hey, that's a nice gun, whatever. What is it? And just, you know, kind of sit back, relax, and like-minded people relaxing doing something they all like to do you, you took the words right out of my mouth like-minded people really uh, great opportunities arise at the range every week yep to congregate with people with a shared interest that is greater than our national sport of hockey right and to get out there and to bust a couple of birds and actually you got to fire uh, you know a couple of new guns uh, recently but I wanted to talk to you about the the AS40 is it 42 or 43 I think it's a 43 you have well, not, yeah the the, the uh, Makarov yeah you yeah. got a chance to shoot the Makarov I saw and cleaned it you, you, you gotta get I might, that thing I might have, might, do the test. Uh, you might have to do the test yeah alright well I, I can tell you right now that you know uh, Coach Nick grabbed himself um one of these great little guns made by Macroft that are being imported by Trigger Wholesale. Uh, yours has a, what, a 12-inch barrel? Is a 14-inch 14, 14 barrel? 14. 14-inch barrel. Came with a muzzle brake that looked like you could poke somebody's eye it, out with it's it. The, it's a breacher muzzle brake, yeah. I believe. Yeah. It's and designed, then three chokes. Do, do, do you know what that's designed for, right? The breacher Breaching choke? doors. Yeah. Like, it's made to be pushed up against the wood of a door frame. Yeah. And like, so you can blow the hinges yeah. off. Yeah. So it's really, it's really this, you know, mean-looking gun, and it's got a collapsible stock that holds uh, some shells in a side, you know, kind of side saddle yep. uh, feature that's in the stock. And, you know, Coach Nick and I get out there and I crush, the very first time I get my hands on this thing, I crush 25 yeah. birds. You have to see, have to mention I, it I, again, I, I eh? think it's important. You have to, to keep up. saying it Listen, every it's podcast. the first one I've ever had. I got, you know what? I, I used your gun and I got 25. It okay, was awesome, you... folks. I, you know what? Honestly, I, we put the correct choke in this thing and we, we hit the trap range and I hit my very first ever 25 out of 25 with this great little gun and this Makarov AS-43 uh, was it was it was smooth. Hey, I was, Cesar Green, you got nothing on the Makarov, eh? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's funny. You see people go to the you know trap ranges sometimes with these very ornate, uh, beautiful, and you know sometimes expensive firearms uh, that never really leave their sight. And to see somebody show up with an item that you know isn't more with, than with, the, with a tactical shotgun yeah, that costs, you know, costs what like three hundred bucks. So this AS forty three Makarov, you know, like it's this little fourteen inch barreled like police length shotgun with a collapsible stock. It looks a lot like, you know, some of the, some of the items carried by uh, the Hamilton Police Service. And, uh, you know, really neat little piece. And I, I crushed my first 25 out of 25. You've had a chance now to, you know, field one for a little bit. How do you like it? It's all, oh, it's fine. Like it? It's fine. It's a little bit. Now, that being said, if you go out and, and you shoot with, you, you, you um, run a couple rounds of trap with your conventional trap gun. Yeah. And then you pull this out. You might it might take a little bit to get oh, back yeah. on the set because it's just so different and it moves so differently. But 
yeah, it, it's fun. Like it's fun every time, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like the big the big surprise came in the form of that uh, little laser arms XO twelve. That was that was one that I loved. Right, like that the over under the, the over under. What's it called again? You know, uh, <laughs> the chubby, the chubby. There it is, the chubby. All right, that thing is so funny. It, the the wood's beautiful. It, it really is a nice piece. And I it think is, the, there is some solid craftsmanship. Yeah, the, yeah, really a good gun. And and you know, coming in at six point five pounds, it's got some heft to it, but none of it is over the end. The way barrel, you know, like longer barrels would kind of give you that that feel. And you we know, broke the odd clay with it. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I was I was surprised at how much crushing that one guy did. We handed this gun to a guy that looked like he knew what he was doing, and he didn't disappoint. Yeah, he did all right. Oh, geez, he was you know he was hitting the ones going side to side so quickly. I was like, yeah, I could tell just by the way he was moving that he wasn't going to miss. Yeah, he was. Do- he he yeah he had a, pre- a pretty decent day for just picking the thing up out of nowhere and. Aiming it, he liked it though. But there, there, there's a guy. There's a guy who's probably got you know like a five thousand dollar gun, and he kind of said, you know what, that's a pretty good gun, right? That's a great gun. That's more than a truck gun. And I was, I was really kind of uh, surprised at, at that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but go well, ahead. Sorry. Well, no, I was I was gonna actually I was gonna break off to another vein. So finish your thought. Oh, I was gonna mention about maybe some uh, new candidates that we're gonna be test. Testament. Oh yeah, and kind of c- combine that with one of your posts from today. Yeah, you know what? Okay, so but you uh, go ahead first. No, no, you no, 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 no. You know what? Well, this is, uh, you know what? Actually, this is this is something else I wanted to discuss. And before I forget, and thank you for bringing it up, uh, for the people that have been watching the Instagram and the Facebook carefully, uh, you'll see that we've made an announcement for a contest that we're uh, going to be holding on behalf of the good people of Trigger Wholesale. Have decided that they're going to uh, donate. Uh, five, not not one, not three, but five, five, five yep. Benelli uh, M4 clones. Yeah, yeah. To the, to the firearm community. And, and if you haven't seen them, like those, the, check the web page or the the Instagram page because they are just they're nice. Yeah, right. Like they're Holy they're, they're they're coming in. They're coming in uh, under Trigger Wholesale's name. They're going to be coming in at seven hundred dollars. To the dealer, so yeah. the dealer, the, the dealer is going to be selling them for yep. seven hundred bucks, and a, a real M4 is something like twenty two hundred, I think. So like it's it's like three times more. Oh yeah. So we're really excited actually to get the clone next to a real one. Uh, when I say that, I mean like a genuine Benelli. Yeah. I, you know, I have a friend that has one, so I'm really looking forward to doing a side by side kind of comparison, and we're going to determine whether or not um, they got it right. Because I mean, at seven hundred bucks, that's pretty difficult to pass on. Absolutely, it so, is. So anybody that isn't uh, sure what a Benelli M4 looks like, I say uh, look it up. Google uh, it. Google it. Uh, it's it's a really cool, uh, tr- you know, tactical shotgun. And I fired the real thing. They're really cool. I, I like the way they feel. Uh, it, it appears as though Trigger Wholesale is going to be not only bringing in uh, these guns, but he's also going to be giving away through the through the Canadian Gun Vault uh, five five of these things. Five, yeah. And and we're getting uh, entrusted with testing them out. We're I'm, I'm excited to get my hands on that. Yeah. I'm very you know excited. What? Yeah. You know, and and again, maybe you know, we'll take it up and we'll try to break some clays with it and we'll get a hold of that um, the real real deal M4. Uh, you know what? I'll, and, I'll, I'll, you know what I'm thinking? Yeah. Right? I'm thinking we're going to have to bust out the operator. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, we we got to get him out. He's got to. Yeah. Run run a course. course. I think it, I think it's really important that we get him out there on this thing and, and see it in some real world hands and the way a professional would use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to see it in the hands of uh, someone like um, Two Eye Practical. Uh, I think that uh, you know a really accomplished competition shooter might be really interesting to see. Yep. Uh, you got this one kid out of BC, Tom. Uh, he's like he's like a lightning bolt. Did you see that video of that uh, that gentleman that ran a course with a with a pistol and was like like lightning fast? Did you see that post? That I believe, yeah, you, yeah. It, you, is that he was the one the, where you commented at the same time with Two Eye Practical? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I mean, I know I know Two Eye Practical. Uh, you know, certainly Mark Mark is unbelievable to watch. Uh, he definitely still has my uh, you know biggest vote for Player of the Year. Like I think he's really going to go far. And, and this Tom kid, I'm watching him perform, and it's like holy cow, he's on fire. Yeah, like, but I mean, it would be. You're, you're right though. Get it into into somebody that. Trained hands. Trained I, like, hands. Like, uh, yeah, like I, like I certainly, I would never, folks, pretend that I'm, uh, you know, one of those Joe Tactical guys. You'll never see me throw on a vest and pretend like I know what I'm doing unless I've actually been taught. Uh, certainly, uh, you know, I had my training with a shotgun, and I, I can function in those roles. But I can tell you right now, I would love to see it in the operator's hands and running through a course and, and putting it side by side in comparison to an actual Benelli and seeing if it's worth the money. Because I think yeah, that's, oh, the, I, that's the question I think people are going to want to answer. I agree. It's like we talked about. Get three get three boxes of shells yeah. and run half through each one and, and just see, right? Okay. Well, you know, I've got a couple of ideas. We haven't uh, we haven't filled in all the blanks yet, folks. So no. it, may, it may roll out in a different form, but we have, we, have, we have a basic idea of what we'd like to do. And you always get the news here first uh, from us in, in terms of what's going on. Uh, we're going to be uh, issuing people that want to visit our website uh, a free ticket for this draw. And we think it's really important that you know that everybody's going to be able to enter into this draw. There's 18, a resident in Canada, and has a valid PAL. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have those items, then you can place your name in this draw, and you could win one of these five Benelli M4 clones. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we would encourage everybody to go to our website and get their one free ticket. Uh, as a secondary item, we That's were not up on the website yet, though, no, is it? No, no, we haven't no. released any of that yet. So like, just to give you guys an idea, and we've already tried to give you guys a uh, uh, head start. We want you to share this with three of your friends and repost it. Uh, it. So when you see our posts go up, we'd love for you to share those items with as many people as you can. And we're going to afford you a free ticket. And we're going to give people the opportunity to um, purchase merchandise. And they're going to be able to get additional tickets through that process. And at the same time, and I think that this is one of those things where if you're listening into our podcast, um, you would know that I love to play games, and certainly in the storyline posts, uh, I've been hiding little Easter egg type uh, discovery items. That if you look at the posts really closely, you'll find that there's always going to be a little something written somewhere that you might be able to pick up on. And so we're going to leave little clues, all right, laying out keep in the storyline posts. Right, we're going to keep, keep you guys on your toes. toes. And 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 what we're thinking is that it's going to formulate a sentence or a question. And we're going to require that people, uh, people that want to win this portion uh, of the ticket dispersion are going to have to come up with both the question and the answer and post it uh, on in our bargain. Oh, there, the yeah, question well, and the answer. Well, there's, there's, there's some big stakes, though. You're going to get an, an additional 10 tickets if you get it right. There you go. 
Yeah, and, and and one thing I want to point out that you haven't is I, I'm sure a lot of people out there have seen contests. People, all, there's all kinds of giveaway contests, and and I don't think any of the other contests where they're giving away a firearm. Uh, it's typically one firearm, not five. Uh, number two is uh, you're not given a, a, a ticket for free. So potentially, without any purchase, you could win a brand new seven hundred dollar yeah, you know shotgun. I, I, that that's the way we want. We wanted to make sure that everybody could enter. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly, there's some costs involved. Uh, for there some can people. be, but absolutely. But but, but, but but you know what? Trigger Wholesale though has graciously stepped up to the plate and kicking off a wonderful uh, dispersion of firearms to the public. You know, with this contest, like wow, I, like I'm I'm floored. Yeah, oh, that's going to be great. And we're going to do the giveaways are going to be. Are they going to be done live again? Yeah, we'll 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 we'll, 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 we'll end up with a live. Uh, we'll 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 set the time period uh, and we'll outline all the rules. Uh, certainly be on the lookout for yeah, clearly yeah, communicated yeah, ad nauseum yeah, on the Instagram abso- page. A- absolutely, Facebook you'll, too. You'll, probably you'll know when the contest yep. uh, officially kicks off when you get the rules. Yeah, uh, but we wanted to drop this one on you guys as soon as possible. We couldn't keep it in anymore. Like we really wanted to bring this one to you fast, and so we have now. And there's definitely going to be some announcements coming up in. In, uh, future days and some reviews and some wonderful uh, video footage for the people that haven't been going to our YouTube channel please I invite you to get over there and tell all your friends about uh, how we're making a video a week it's getting a little crazy uh, we're making quite a few videos yeah you guys been out and about getting some uh, well, getting some material l- l- lately l- let me let be... me rephrase that we're gonna we're gonna be delivering a video there you a go week. yeah there you go. yeah yeah sorry but you know what my bad. It's been a long day. And actually, last question before we get off. Bring the, it. The, st- the Steyr Aug. You got an opportunity to hold, right? A Steyr Aug, a carbine Steyr yep. Aug, right? And not too many of those entered the country. And yep. you got an opportunity to hold one. What did you think? Uh, first uh, thing that was dispelled was the scope. I thought <laughs> having its proprietary scope, I'm like, this is going to be cheesy. How can that? And then I look, and the donut of death. The donut of right? death. I look down the down the down the scope at the donut of death. I'm like, that. You know what? That's not as bad as I thought it was. It's actually pretty neat. And the star was very cool. And you know what? People don't realize. I've been looking at pictures of that gun online forever. Uh, certainly before, you know, things changed with digital technology, you didn't see a lot of three-dimensional pictures of that gun uh, outside of the news and a few other places where the imagery was a little less than, you know, uh, yeah, high it wasn't quality. H- yeah, it wasn't Right? You know, growing HD. up in the 80s, you got to see fuzzy pictures, you know, if it happening fast. I remember having, <laughs> you know, you know, really look hard to see certain things. But when you actually get your hands on a Steyr Aug from like the early 80s, your late 70s, early 80s, and you bring this thing up to your face. If you look at it from its profile, you can't tell that it's got this wonderful wedge shape it's to it. It's triangular. Yeah, it's like a big triangle, and the bolt is triangular. And and when you bring this gun up to your face, your your cheek is immediately met by this nice, soft, yeah, warm-feeling yeah. plastic. And and then this uh, reticle comes up in the form of this uh, mounted to, the, it's, it's part the receiver and it comes and meets your eye and instead of having like crosshair reticles it's got this kind of uh holographic uh circle like a, like a donut it is, yeah it looks and, like a donut. yeah and so it's a circle in a circle and it you know i fired them before they're a lot of fun to shoot if you've ever had an opportunity to fire a full auto one it's really a cool experience because there there's a trigger pack that you can put in this gun 
And and when you pull the trigger uh, to get one shot and let go of it, it fires single shots. Like if you get a full auto one, if you pull the trigger, there is no selector switch. So you just pull the trigger lightly and oh, you get one shot. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And, that's right. And so so if you fire one, you can you can tap them off one at a yeah. time and go bang, 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 bang. And then if you want full auto, you just pull the trigger harder. And you're met with, you know, something to the tune of 10 rounds a second. The epitome of trigger control. Yeah. Yeah. But but you could see, though, how, you know, people might panic and pull that trigger too hard and and empty an entire clip and, 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 you know, be be out of bullets before the enemy's even fired a shot. It was cool before bullet pups were cool. Oh, yeah. And and I was kind of surprised at the ease at which you can take it down. Oh, yeah. Just to to pop the bolt down clean. Like, it, it... I guess on par is in terms of ease with an AR. It's like you pop a pin and roll, you know. Great off. guns, though. Great guns. Well, and like, and they, yeah, I haven't the, had a chance. I want to shoot it, but yeah, quick, no doubt. Quick, no, no, but the quick, the quick barrel change out, right? Did you see the barrel come out of it? He twisted. All, all he did was he yeah, twisted. He did, that's yeah. right. He did. He yeah. did take it out. And, and it's really a fantastic design, and certainly bullpups in various forms are, are totally legal to own in this country. But you know, there's there's a great gun, and I mean, when you in when you shoot it, like I mean, you really can appreciate it. But I can tell you that there's a lot of people that would own those here in Canada that would like to be able to take those to the range that don't, even though they're semi-auto only. There really is no reason for it, and so that's something that I would kind of plead to the CFO. I think I think I want to talk to him about this. Like I mean, there's some owners that would love to get these things out. Well, other th- yeah, like other than aesthetics what's the issue uh, well right? you know what like, there's there's one of parts can not, be changed out like okay. i mean and, and, and you know the, the og would be a good example of this like other than not necessarily my comment wasn't necessarily directed at at the uh, at the og but just generally speaking what's What's if it's just aesthetics? Why is that a problem? Well, no, no, no. We're, we're back to trust issues because yeah, I can well, tell you, yeah. like I can tell you that for as easy as those things come out the back, and I mean the government seriously controls full auto components for this gun, but as easily as those items come out of the back, like I understand some of the logic. The, the, some of the logic is that if somebody took these guns and emptied out their insides, they could put in other insides that could make them go full auto. So we okay. don't trust those guns. So, but what they're really saying is, is they don't trust the people that have them. So if you're a restricted owner, like they know that you have the guns, the guns are registered to you, um, you know, they can check on you and make sure that you still are in possession of those guns. But if they know you have them and they have the ability to check them, why would you deny people, uh, you know, the right to enjoy their property by taking it to the range? And the AUG would be one of those uh, categories of firearms that currently in Canada, uh, people are really not, for the most part, going to the ranges with. So why would you deny that guy that possibility? So let me ask you. What? Let me ask you this: If it's a trust issue, then where is the trust or lack of trust in, uh, with respect to the, the was it the CZ fifty eight? Oh, issue it, that had the 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 maple leaf on it, and now is considered a variant. Well, you know, the, I, how was that a trust issue? That's just being a douche way, issue right there. Way back when, I, I spoke to some people that were much closer to that situation, and, and from what I gathered, you know, yeah, it became a pissing contest because they said Moulin Labe on the receivers, and but, and, but, and, yeah, and, but and, did that have a maple leaf on it too, or well, something? Yeah, was it the Canadian it was, it was it was it was a Canadian come and take it sort of moment, and you know. It was stuck in front of the CFO who had the ability to find a way to, you know, prevent people from owning it. And, and the way was this in the letter of the law. I mean, um, Stephen Blaney, uh, exempt by name that rifle and by naming it the Molen Labe Canadian version, right? They gave it another name. So it was not 
subject to the exemption by well, who name. Who the hell care? Who cares? The well, internals le- didn't but, change. But, but legally, they created they created a situation. Uh, you know what? It it. it it quite honestly should There's not have happened. There's that word discretion again. There's that yeah, word discretion again. You know what, the, peop- you know what the, the people involved in that one got screwed over pretty badly. Sure I they did. Well, you know what? There's, there's something some guy be... put on, put on his, his G-string backwards that well, day? No. You know what? Well, you you got to admit that you're thumbing your nose, you know, at, at the uh, the chief firearm officer. And that, that creates, you know, that creates problems. And certainly people want to assert their positions of power and their authority. And it's important so, that they always feel that they're in charge. You know, no, no. Like, if I, come from a, I come from that background. I remember what it was like to be a law enforcement officer. You know, like even when you're wrong, you know, like you got to kind of push forward sometimes. And, uh, you know, like definitely once you realize you're wrong, like there are moments like you can't take back in policing. I can tell you like when, when I started, uh, I was told right away, if you get into a fight, like once it started, it's on. Right. Like there's no taking it back. Right. And, you know, like I was taught that very, be- you know, at the very beginning of my career. Along with a few other choice yeah, things that I, yeah. I'm not feeling totally comfortable uh, talking go, about. Yeah, we won't go put those in the podcast. Right? No, no. Well, for fear that somebody would jump down my throat for that. But still, but you know what? I I, I still don't uh, buy the the argument they're making with respect to that. There's nothing wrong with 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 um, the, the head honcho at the RCMP who's responsible for classification saying saying put a hold on it. Yeah. Okay. Let's take one. Hey, let's look, take it apart. Oh, look, the internal is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Picking up the phone, being a professional. Yeah. Picking up the phone, calling the CFO and saying, "Hey, you know what? These are good to go. There's nothing wrong with them. Let the people own them." Well, you you got to realize that you know. And we, guess what? People, now you just had the ability there. You had an opportunity to change people's perception. Yeah. Well, you know what? I can tell you that you might be asking for more than than they can give. Uh, you know, there's going to be times when people uh, get petty, and I've seen people do silly things. I don't, even know, things. What's petty. I don't well, know what it is. You know, whatever whatever it might be, there's definitely no reason to withhold. You know, these great items. Uh, you know, from the good people that want to use them. Uh, and enjoy them the way they can any other property. I really do believe that the property rights have to change in this country. I, I really do. I, I think that that's if if we elect uh, a conservative government next time around, and I have complete confidence that we're going to do that. I think that we got to make uh, giving people like definitely property rights uh, is is really really important. Like establishing that in the charter. I think I think we need well, to change something. Like well, that. yeah, people work for a reason. Yeah, right. Other beyond putting clothes in the back and food in, in their bellies, I mean, you work because you want to, you know, acquire things and you want to be able to do this and do that. And if you know, you work and you 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 put yourself in a position to earn the money that you want to earn, to be able to afford yourself a gun or 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 a four wheeler or what a boat or whatever yeah. it is that that you are um, interested in that, that that tickles your fancy you buy that that's yours yeah yeah i mean like it, 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 it's, I you know what but how I, is well, it not that simple of a concept uh, well you know what I, I because i think people fail to grasp the the idea that you know i bought it i pay for it, it's mine like nobody can actually take that from me and and you know what you would be offended if if any other you know segment of society was subjected to the idea that the government could step into your life and you've done nothing wrong right like so let's just say it's your car 
or your house or, you know, any other uh, item, your motorcycle. Let's say you have a motorcycle. Let's say that one day you show up and the government, you know, hands you a letter saying you have to turn this in for destruction or taking it. Uh, it's your motorcycle. Well, yeah, we know that. Uh, it, it was involved in a crime or sorry, there was a bike like yours involved in a crime on the other side of the country, uh, driven by a guy who never had a license before. It, but you know what, though? His motorcycle was blue and your motorcycle is blue. So guess what? We're going to be relieving you of your motorcycle. Don't worry. We'll take care of its disposal. You don't need to worry about his destruction. Sign here. Or, oh, by the way, you'll go to jail. Yeah. Like, no. Like, I mean, that's 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 really what it's coming down to. Like, it's, it's just because it's firearms. You, you know, you get this strong emotional reaction to, to that's exactly Yes, exactly. And that's what, something I was thinking about. I wanted to figure out a way to get it into the, into the conversation here. It's because it's firearms, because firearms have been made um, an emotional topic by, by the politicians and by the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm going to make another comparison because sometimes I do that. Uh, people in, in Canada, uh, there's more deaths from opioid overdoses. Oh yeah, then there me. are firearm deaths don't each get, year. Don't get me. So, but because it's not sexy, because it hasn't been, haven't had emotions attached to it. It, you know, when it, when when the deaths outweigh by that much, why isn't there this much public outcry? Why aren't the politicians saying this much about it? Why aren't the police? You know, for lack of a better phrase, doing more. Why are, isn't the medical establishment doing more for when there's, you know, something that's taking people's lives by tenfold more than than firearms? Where the doctor, where the Toronto doctors that are coming out against guns, where are they? Why aren't they coming out against opioid overdoses? Which which put you know, like I say, it's it, oh, gun they, deaths are a shadow they, to they opioid may, overdoses. They, they may be part. They may be party to the offense. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, there's any one of a number of reasons why I might think they would be all over firearms. Like I mean, what all six of them? Because I mean, people they, haven't. Because emotion has not been attached to that topic yeah and you know i definitely think that there's a lot that has to change uh certainly when we dethrone justin trudeau and his liberal government oh, no, don't say dethrone. dethrone don't give him don't don't put him in the same all right fine when we kick him when we kick him when we off, kick his ass out right when we kick his ass out of office and we see uh, we see the proper uh, intelligent minds of the conservative government taking uh, their places uh, hopefully we can get this government and country back on track well, that that's the idea, right? You know, and 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 again, everybody out there that that that, that is, you know, pissed off at what's what's happening in the state of um, our country within Canada, but also the state of our country on the world stage. Don't you can't you can't be short minded about this. No. You have to have a long memory, absolutely. Right, and and you know, October twenty first is, is is going to get here sooner than you think. And I'm sure there'll be one or two more scandals between now and then <laughs> to add to the rest. And you, sir, are being too generous. Well. And thank you so much for being here, Coach Nick. It's always a pleasure having you on. Always always great to be here. Uh, it, it's been busy lately. We haven't had a chance to, to get together and do one of these, but it's good to be, It's always good to be here. And I hope everybody out there is, is enjoying the start to the nice weather, I hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you again for coming, and uh, thank you all for listening, folks. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Keep watching us on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight. Stay safe.